How do you get the name? Sorry. Once I start recording, I don't know how to... Uh, all right, so first of all, so this, this morning's uh, breakfast and learning is going to be a schus for Rafur Shlema, Shein Dolfredo Basgitel, Besach Sharchal Yisrael. And for, and we should be zaychet to have to be makasha as close to the ribbon, sir. Yeah, Shakaich for sponsoring. Okay, Bez Hashem. Shall we see Sheva Brach and Atzlocha, Mamish on all levels? Okay. Fine. Okay, so let's continue. So, so last week, last week, we sort of um, we were being mamik in that mice and say for Yeshua of Yeshua Benun defeating the uh, the coalition that was put together with, with from the Melech of Yishalayim, the Melech of Hebron, five cities coming together in attacking uh, the Givainim, those that were Megayer to Klal Yisrael, and in defense of the of the Givainim, Klal Yisrael came to defeat that uh, union that was made from, again, led by Yerushalayim and so on. And so we were Marich, we were and the, 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 the Pasuk says that Yeshua not only defeated them, but two miracles took place. One miracle of the Barad that Maishar Rabbeinu began, that brought down initially by, by Mitzrayim, Makas Barad, that any of the hail that remained from that Makah, Yeshua Benon, now was Mam Shechet all the way down to the world again, and uh, used that to defeat the enemies of the Barad. That was one miracle. And the other miracle that took place is Yeshua standing up and saying, Shemesh Begivayim Daim, and making the sun and the moon stop and stand still, and uh, to allow the Jewish people to continue the Mohamma into what would have been the darkness of night. And so we were able to, to vanquish our enemies again using the Barad, despite the fact that this, because the sun didn't go down. So w- without going into too much detail again, what we, what we explained the past couple of times is that the, the sight of what was going on by this Muhammad was a revelation that the Malchus of Yeshua Benun is not a separate Malchus from Moshe Rabbeinu. It's in fact a Hemshech of Moshe Rabbeinu. The bara that Moshe begins, Yeshua continues. And it's not a, these are not two separate kingdoms. Now, we explained further that the, the, the meaning of this, the, the, the understanding of this is by realizing that the, the definition, the definition of the Malchus of Moshe and the Malchus of Yishu Benun is the Malchus of Torah. Every other king after Yishu Benun, there is, there's, not, there's a position that's Malach, there's a position, there's a position of, of Sanhedrin. But by the Malchus of Moshe and Yeshua, they were, their malchus came from the fact that they were the heads of the Sanhedrin, Moshe and Yeshua. So that was where their malchus is coming from. So this nakuda that the malchus of Moshe and the malchus of Yeshua are one and the same, the way to reinterpret that or to touch it in the following way would be that this Muhammad is a revelation that the Torah Shebech Sav, which is the Torah of Moshe, and Torah Shebaal Peh, which is the Torah of Yeshua Benun, are not two separate entities, not two separate systems helping each other, working together. It's one Indian. It's one revelation of Elikus. And the, 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 the essence of the Rabbani Shloyla is, is, is manifest and revealed in the world. That's what Tyra is. Again, Tyra is, is not a system of knowledge. Tyra is, is Elikus. Tyra is the Rabbani Shloyla making himself known. Tyra is Shemus Akhtaish with divine names. It's just basically Anoich Yashem Al Kacha. That's what Tyra is, is Rabbanishal making himself known in the universe. And that revelation of Elikus is in two stages. Stage one we call Tarash Sav, which is sort of 
where the Rebbe makes himself known through prophecy and so on. And stage two is Torah Shabal Peh, where the Rebbe makes himself known using the, the tools and using the, 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 the ingredients of this world, in other words, using human intellect and using the, the, you know, the situations of life, the, the difficulties of life that force, you know, Shalos and Shuvis, you know, everything that brings out Tarsh Peh, that's the second stage of the Rabbanu revelation in the world. So it's one Indian, it's Moshe and Yeshua's one Malchus, one long revelation of Anachi Hashem Now we, at the very end, I, I, I explained a, 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 a sort of a, a deeper layer of appreciating the revelation that is Tarsh Peh. And we explained as follows, is that the the, the, the revelation, the, these two stages of Hashem revealing Himself, number one, Tarshavich Savit, number two, and Tarshavich Peh, it's not just simply the Rabbanu Shalom is like making Himself more known. Like the, by Tarshavich Savit, Hashem says, Here I am, but you sort of like, still not sure exactly what that means. Tarshavich Peh says, Rabbanu Shalom, No, 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 let me, let me explain in more detail who I am. The, the, the site of Tarshavich Peh is that. that in Tarshavich Sav, in stage one of Tarshavich Sav, there's a world. And in this world, which is sort of outside of God's, of God's existence, so to speak, in God's presence, so Tarshavich Sav says, Rabbi Shalom infiltrates our world and says, here I am. And because of that infiltration, because of that, that penetration of Elikus into our world, so therefore it's very difficult from in our world to sort of make sense of it, to process it. So it comes with prophecy, and prophecy is altogether an otherworldly experience. And physically, it's traumatic for the Navi. And even the message that's give, that, that gets across through prophecy is somewhat vague and still not 100% concrete. And we know also that the halachi is when it comes to prophecy, prophecies can sometimes be retracted. So it's, it's sort of the Rabbanu Shalom is in the world, but... Uh, it's still st- he's making he's he's entering into our space and once he once he un- enters into our uh, airspace, you know it, it's an amazing revelation, but it's still somewhat alien. Comes Tarshbal Peh. Tarshbal Peh is not the pshat that the Rabbanu Shloilam was in our airspace in Tarshbal Sav, and now he lands in Tarshbal Peh. It's much deeper than that. Tarshbal Peh is a revelation that all there was was the Rabbanu Shalom to begin with, that our airspace itself was nothing more than Hashem's airspace. And the reason why, tar- why is it that Tarshat Baal Peh is all hidden? Why is it that it's not obvious prophecy in Tarshat Baal Peh? Like what, ha- what happened? So one way to think of it is that it becomes more, there's Hester Panim. You know, Tarshat Baal Hashem's stage one, Hashem reveals himself in Tarshat Baal in a revealed way. And in stage two, the Rabbanu Shalom somehow now, now decides to put on a disguise. So by stage one, Tarshavich Sav, he's out in the open. And in the second stage, Hashem decides, you know what? I'm going to go all the way down into Ramesha Feinstein's brain, and I'm going to speak to Ramesha Feinstein in his brain, but in a way that Ramesha Feinstein himself doesn't realize it. So Hashem is hiding himself. That's, that, that's, that's not the full depth and appreciation of what Tarshavich Peh is. Tarshavich Peh is that Ramesha Feinstein's brain is the Rabbanishim's brain. That there's no two separate entities called the Rabbanu Shalom in our airspace. Tarsh Peh is a revelation that the Kalim, this is a language that I've been using the number, really you know, since the end of Yontif, that the Kalim of this world are made of Ar. In Tarsh in Tarsh in the written Torah, there's the Kalim of this world, and the Rabbanu Shalom, and there's Ar that enters into the Kalim. But at the end of the day, two separate entities, and because of that, the Kalim don't fully grasp what the Ar is saying. So Tarshav is sort of still not 100% clear. 
But Tersh Balpeh says, not the pshat that the, the R settles into the Kalim more. Tersh Balpeh says, all there is is R. The Kalim themselves are made of R. Notice this is, this is the, 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 the elokus that's revealed through Tersh Balpeh is much, much deeper than the elokus that was revealed through Tersh Balpeh. In Tersh Balpeh, it's a level of, of godliness that's being revealed that still allows room for there to be an other. But Tarash Balpeh is such a deep revelation of God's presence that it encompasses everything, e- even what, was, what, was in, what seems until now outside of God's domain, it encompasses all of that. So it's not the Peshat that Tarash Balpeh is hidden. There's no veil coming over Hashem's presence when it gets into that space that's called Tarash Balpeh. No, no, no. The reason why it's hidden is because it's, it's, it's everything around you. In other words, yeah, there are two things that can be hidden from you. You could take a, a, you know, a, a mechitz or something and cover over the bima and I won't see the bima. That's one type of object that's, that's hidden. And as the object is there and you're doing something to cover it. That's cool. That, then, then it makes the object hidden. But there's another thing that's hidden which is like the air that we breathe. The air that we breathe is hidden to us because it's everywhere. It's not the pshat. You know, if something, if something is, 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 is the backdrop of your entire existence you also don't notice it. But not because it's hidden, but because there's nothing else. There's simply nothing else. So Torah Shabbat it's not the Pshat. On a simple level, you say, okay, Torah Shabbat is a continuation of Hashem's Malchus, which means Torah Shabbat is Hashem talking. Now, so until, by Torah Shabbat, it's Hashem talking to Meshach Rabbeinu through prophecy. Torah Shabbat is Hashem talking through Meshach Feinstein. But one way, so why, why is it not uh, obvious? So one way to think of it, it's not obvious because Hashem is putting up a mechitza. Hashem hides himself when he decides to go into that space of Tarash that time of Tarash Hashem hides himself. The deeper, revel- the deeper truth is that he's not hiding himself. The deeper, the Tarash reveals that everything is Rabbanish Lailam. So once everything is Rabbanish Lailam, then you don't notice it because that's what everything is. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't stick out at you. To notice something, you have to have contrast, right? Like I notice this bima because, the be- because there's no bima here. And there's no bima there, and there's no bima here, and there's no bima over there. So now I notice the bima. But if everything is bima, then I don't notice the bima because that's just that's just reality. Mm-hmm. So Tarsh Balpez is a revelation that everything was the Rabbanu Shalom, including human intellect and human. Ex- so then, then, of course, I don't notice God because whatever I'm noticing, he's not sticking out. He's not popping out. There's no contrast. There's no other space to compare and say, well, that that's not the Rabbanu Shalom. So this is. That's the oymek, that's the depth of Tarsh Balpeh. And that was the nice that we said in Sefer Yeshua, where, where, where Yeshua Benun stands up by bringing down the barad, by, by at least giving a, an opening into that world of Tarsh Balpeh, specifically through Geirim, right? That's what we talked about, the Tarsh Balpeh comes from Geirim, Rabbi Akiva, and so on. Yeshua Benun stands up and says to the sun and the moon, stop. The ability to control nature is coming from this nekuda, that nature itself is elokos. It's not the pshat that it's elokus overriding nature. It's not ruchnius overriding gashmis. Gashmis itself is made of ruchnius. It's all the same material. So that's where his power over the sun and the moon is coming from. That's what we said at the end of last week. Now, to appreciate this more, so let's see the marmacones that you have in front of you. So what we're going to do this morning, just for a little bit, is basically, it's nothing, really, it's not my own tire at all. This is really just... Uh, a, 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 a shtickle Torah, an essay from the Leshem, okay? This is basically from the Leshem in Sefer HaKlalem, Klal Beis and Afgimel Ice Test. I usually, when I quote the Leshem or others from like this, I usually don't give a specific Marmokim because I'm necessarily, I'm not asking people to look it up. But over here, happens to be, this is a, an essay from the Leshem that's mamish readable, and uh, even if you're not a, you know, aspiring Makubal, you could still make heads or tails out of it, and so you could, uh, you could read it. So it's a, 
If you have if you have the sefer leshem, it's kedai to see. Anyway, so the leshem is, as we'll see in a second, is dealing with a certain question. But as a little bit of an introduction to that question, take a look at Maramukha number one. So this is the Rambam in Ilchas Beis Abichiri. We have to learn Rambam together always. So the Rambam in Ilchas Beis Abichiri is like this: In Perak Vav the Rambam is dealing with a following interesting phenomenon in halacha, which is what, what, what the Gemara usually calls the following in the following way: Kedusha Rishayna, Kitchel Shaita. So the Gemara says, it's but the way we paskin is as follows, is that when Klai Yisrael came into Eretz Yisrael with Yeshua Benon, Kedusha the first sanctification of the land through, through Yeshua Benon, Kedusha it brought out the Kedusha Sa'aretz in terms of Trumas and Maestras and all the halachas of Eretz Yisrael, L'Shaita, while Klai Yisrael were there. But once Chorim Bayis Rishon takes place and we're kicked out of the land, then like Kitchel Aslavi, then that Kedusha which came from Yeshua Benon was undone. So it's Kitchel Shaita, like Kitchel Aslavi. Kedusha Shnia, but when we come back with Ezra to rebuild the second base on Megdash, Kitchel Shaita. So the Kedusha Zaretz Yisrael exists while we're inhabiting the land through the second base on Megdash. The Kitchel Aslavi, and it continues on Vaiter. So even nowadays, at least the land that was, that was, that was, the, that was um, built by Ezra Seifer, the, the communities that were, that were dwelling in the land, and that, those areas that were being dwelled in by Ezra Seifer and Second Base Amigdash, those areas are Kitchel Asalavit. So that's the Gemara. The question is why? What's the Chilik? Why is the Kedusha Rishayna of Yeshua Benun not Asalavit, not forever? Why is it only temporary fundamentally? And why is Ezra's Kiddush more, more, more uh, forever? So that's the, the Ramam over here is coming to explain that. So the Ramam says like this. It's in a few places, but this is the most... This is the, the place that he says it most openly and clearly. It's in, again, Hilchas Beis of the Chir Perak Vav. Chiv Haaretz B'Shviyas U'B'Maisres says the Rambam the obligation in Eretz Yisrael nowadays of Shviyas and Maisres of, of all the halachas of Eretz Yisrael. Einay El B'Bnei Shehu Kivush Rabim. It's because it, the land has already been conquered by Klal Yisrael. The Kivin Shanilka Haaretz Miyadayim. So again, he. he Again, the, the Ram is talking about the, the, the first conquest. In other words, when Yeshua Benun came and conquered Eretz Yisrael for us, so that sanctified Eretz Yisrael for Trumas and Maisus, for Shvius and all that stuff. So, but once the land was taken from them, so that Yeshua Benun conquers it, once a foreign entity conquers it from Yeshua Benun, in other words, uh, by the first base of Migdash, by the Chorban by, by Yisrishan, so Batal Kibosh. Then the conquest of Yeshua is null and void. And the land now is Pater Midraisa from Meiser and Shvius, because it's no longer under the, the power and the jurisdiction of Kal Yisrael. But says the Ramam, that's only because, that's only Yeshua. In other words, the Ramam is, is subtly telling us is as follows that the reason why the first, the first Kiddush of Yeshua Benun was not forever was because the, the, the cause of that Kedusha was the Kibush Haaretz, was the conquest of the land. The Yeshua Benun conquers the land, and that conquest creates Kedusha. So therefore, if an, uh, but if a foreign entity conquers it from Yeshua, so the conquest is over. The whole thing was based on Kibush, was based on conquest. That's the source of Kedusha. So conquest can be undone. Says the Rambam, the Kivan Shola Ezra. However, when Ezra comes by the second base of Megdash Vikidsha and he sanctifies the land, Loi Kidshul Bekibush, he's not causing the Kedushas Aretz through conquest. El Bechazaka Shechzikuba. Rather, the source of the Kedusha was the Jewish settlement. Just living in the land, as if it's already ours, 
That's the source of the Kedusha. That's the source of the Kedusha. The Raghad Shavar rather makes this point in a few places, that the, the Nekudah Primus is, is that Yeshua Benun, again, is conquest, whereas Ezra, the second base on Migdash, it's not a point of conquest. It's living there, like, just as if we always were. It's like, we're not, I'm not, I'm not trying, Ezra Shavar is not trying to fight or to, or to kick out the, 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 the people that were there. Just, we're just setting up shop. We were under foreign control. We were under foreign control to begin with, right? So exactly. So the whole Kedush is coming from just us settling in the land, uh, as if we're mamish ignoring the surrounding political environment. Just this is where we are. So therefore, says the Ram Lafiqa, therefore, so that can't be undone. That can't be undone. I mean, the buildings you could take apart, but the settlement of the Jewish people and the mindset of just this is where we are, this is our home, that can't be undone. That Kedusha therefore remains forever, and that's what the Rambam says. Okay, so that's the Rambam. Now, what we have to realize is that this is a, a, a you know, sort of when you, when you step, step out for a second, sort of you zoom out for a second, this is a very funny phenomenon. The, the Gemara says, the Gemara says that we say Pasuk in, in Az Yashir, Ad Yavar Amcha Hashem, Ad Yavar Amzu Kenisa. That we daven, the Sevei Mesa Te'ema Bahar Nachlas, but Hashem we daven, that the Kla Yisrael said at Tefillah by Kriyas Yamsev, that we should be zaychet to become implanted in Eretz Yisrael, to build the base of Migdash, and Hashem should help us, Ad Yavar Amcha Hashem, Ad Yavar Amzu Kenisa, until Hashem, your, uh, uh, till your nation gets there, until the nation that you've acquired gets there. So it says it twice. Ad Yavram Hashem, Ad Yavram Zuknisa. So Chazal say in the Gemara that this is referring to the two times where Klai Yisrael got to Eretz Yisrael. By Yeshu Benun, that's Ad Yavram Hashem. And the second time with Ezra Seifer, Ad Yavram Zuknisa. Says the Gemara. The Gemara, it's Gemara Brachas, Daftalad, I think the Gemara says that the fact that it's referring to both Aliyahs, both ascends to Eretz Yisrael in the same sentence, Ad Yavram HaShem is Yeshua, and Ad Yavram HaShem is Ezra Seifer, so says the Gemara Brachis, the Emes, what would have been worthy is that the same amazing miracles that would have taken place with Yeshua Benun should have taken place with Ezra Seifer. Rather, but the, unfortunately, the Jewish people weren't worthy, so we weren't worthy. So in other words, what the Gemara is saying is, is that when you compare these two Aliyahs of Yeshua Benun, Versus the Aliyah of Ezra Seifer, which one was a higher madrega? When were which 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 time was Klal Yisrael on a higher madrega? Which experience was a deeper experience? So it's Yeshua Benun. That's with all the Maisim and all the miracles. Adrab, the Gemara says that really we could we should have been worthy of that by Ezra Seifer. It's just that uh, we had a virus. We 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 weren't worthy of it. But it was something that Betzim should have been seemingly. So now it's the greatest irony of all. In terms of in terms of of the kedusha of Klal Yisrael. The, where we were holding by Yeshua Benun was much higher than Ezra Seifer. And yet, when it comes to Kedusha Sa'aretz that's generated by the Aliyah, it's Adafka Ezra Seifer's Kedusha that's forever, and not Yeshua Benun's Kedusha. So how do we make heads or tails out of this? Okay. Take a look at the Lashem, Marmokah number two. So this is obviously not the entire Mimer of the Lashem. It's cut and pasted, but uh, it's enough for us. So the Lashem, again, only at the very end does he talk about this halacha, the Ramam that I just mentioned. But he says the following, the following Ha'ara. It's a... It's a very, very interesting question. Hine. B'chari Yeshua Tamaya. Says the Lashem, B'chari, there's a Pella going on when you, when you see in Chazal and Jewish history. Al hispailas hanisim halolo michanani mishol v'azari v'kivshin ha'esh. Umer Daniel v'goyv harayas. V'chein gam me'avram avinu b'orkazim. When you learn Tanakh, especially like by Slichas and things like that, like we evoke the great merit of, uh, of the tzaddikim of Tanakh and, like, and the miracles and mason that they experience. Achanam yishol v'azari z'mamish. The whole, the whole nace that they survived the Kivshan Eish, Avram Avinu, Urkazdim, Daniel, all the tzaddikim in Tanakh, the great mice, we have Yom Tovim celebrating Nisim and Eflis that took place, right? Pesach, it's, it's all the Nisim, it's all the Nisim that took place. So there's Mamish, a huge espilus 
from the Nisim that, that we experienced in the time of Tanakh. Al-Kadekach, that, that these Sadiqim are, 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 their names are etched in our history forever because of the great Maisen that they experienced, that they, that they were Zaycha to, and miracles have Nikolai Yisrael, become Yom Toivim, becomes a big deal. You learn through Chazal and Agadah and Yaakov, you'll see much more Moifsim by the times of the Tanoim and Amaroyim to happen to individual people, and it's like, it's like no big deal. It's like the Gemara, there's countless stories of this. So he says, for example, like, they did it Mamash on their own. They just caused these Nisan to happen. So, for example, the example he's talking about in particular of, of surviving a fire. So, make a big deal of them. The Gemara says, there's a whole mice over there, there. and his wife, they went into a fire, into an oven, and they survived. It was like no big deal. Huh? Yeah, exactly. They wanted to hide the tzedakah that they did, so they ran into a fire. It was like no big deal. It's not much no big deal. All of a sudden, there's a yantif uh, celebrating that. Serious nefesh is something else. Okay, so you'll see what he says. You see what he says. Shnechus of the time we died. Mechain Rab Zera, Rab Zera also. Gemara says other cases like that that he would test himself every month to see where he's holding by putting himself in a fire that he shouldn't uh, he shouldn't be burnt. Vimkain. So he says. What's the big uh, Maharash? What's the What's the big deal with Avraham Avinu? The Chaimitzinu Gamkin. The Gemara says Rabbi Chinei Ben Daisa Shehichnes Atzmai Midaitev. It's a Kanas Oret Vleishalt. By the Gemara says Amaisa. There was a, a certain town, and there was this animal that was uh, causing, uh, you know, that was hurting people and so on. And it lived in this in this hole or something. So the Gemara says Rabbi Chinei Ben Daisa came and he lifted up the, his robe and he put his ankle by the hole, and the animal came and bit Rabbi Chinei Ben Daisa, and the animal died. So the so so Ruchini Medaisa took the took the animal, the carcass, and he went into the base medrash and he showed everyone. See, like it's not the arid, it's not the nachash that kills, it's the chait that kills. If you don't have the chait, then they want. So it's, 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 it's no big deal. It's mamish. Uh, it's, it's it's child's play. It's nothing. It's mamish nothing. So 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 it's a pele. Again, times of Tanakh, a miracle happens. It's the biggest deal in the world, right? So it's true with the avos actuation. You can say that they established. The Indian forever, but even after the Avis, Chaim Mishal Vazariah, Daniel, these are not the Avis Akdashim, they're not the Shpizen, so they're not being my spiritual Klai Yisrael, and still, we, we make such a big deal of them. We mentioned their name in Slichas, why don't we mention Marukva? You know, it's a, it's a power. More than that, we see, we see by the Maisa with Chanin Ben Daisa or Abzera, they went in voluntarily. This was like, uh, it was, it was Mamish nothing, it was Mamish nothing. So it's a power. Yeah, the Gemara, said, the Gemara says, in fact, the Lashen, that it was, I think it was said, not from the one of the Rambam, the Gemara records it, though, that, that uh, the, the, the smallest of all the Amaroyim is able to be Chayim Eisim. It's amazing. That's a big... The Maisen Sefi Yecheska, right? That's like Mamish, an unbelievable Indian of Tchis Amesim. The Gemara says Maisen, that, uh, you know, uh, the, the Gemara says Maisen, uh, and he was Chayim Eisim. Okay, so it's a ma'isim v'chol yom kilu. So how do we make sense of it? So om nam da. So it says the lashon like this: The truth is, the oimik of this is coming from the, a wondrous, the wondrous mind of the rabbanish loylam. When we darke hanog hanelam me'ine kolchai, and the way the rabbanish runs the world, which is completely mysterious and counterintuitive. That's what this. This is a, a window into into how Hashem runs the world, which is completely counterintuitive. V'hu. Again, the, 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 he reiterates the question. We know that the, the, the earlier generations, there's such a thing as Rita Zadaris. The earlier generations are much greater. 
And so the early generations, individually, these were greater people. And Bechlal, it's the first Beis HaMegdash compared to the second. The first Beis HaMegdash is also greater. More Gilishchina, there's Nevuah, there's Ravatumim, Aaron, all the five things that, that were there. All those things were missing after the first Beis HaMegdash. In other words, again, the usual way of understanding, you read the Sadaris, V'chein Paska, Nevuah, Bayez Sheni. I'll call that. With all of that, withstanding all of that, but it was still within the wondrous plan of the Rabbani Shalom, and is in his hidden way of running the world, that this is what the Rabbani Shalom planned from the very beginning, that Davka at a time where on the outside it's dark, where on the outside it's hidden, and the Rabbani Shalom is not obvious anymore with Nevuah and Ruach HaKadosh and Urvatumim, and the Aaron and the Aaron in the in the, the Beis and so on. So there's a general backdrop of darkness. But Davke in that Kufa, Limsar Hakaiches Vamavtechas the Sidre Bracious, Virozi Oilam, Rakludar Sacharim to specifically give over the keys of creation, Davke to the generation that no longer has Navua. So what the Leshem is saying is as follows, is that in the early, the, 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 what the way it's supposed to be is that who's in charge of creation, who's in charge of fire burning? That's God. That's God's domain. He's in charge of that stuff. He created the world. He's the Balabas. So in the earlier generations, in order to be worthy of a miracle taking place, that's a big deal. Because that means that your schusim have to be so, so powerful that you somewhat uh, compel their punishment, or whatever, to override the system of Teva. That's a big deal. So you had individuals that were zaychet to such things. Avram Avinu, Daniel, and those things that we celebrate because that's like mamish not normal. Because the, the, the rules of Teva are in place and, and you as a human being to be zaycha for the Rabbanish to override that, to penetrate and to, and to uh, sort of break the rules of Teva, that's a power. But says the Leshem, but in the times of the second base of Megdash, in the times of Chazal, Tanayim and Amaroyim, the Rabbanish had a mysterious Hanhaga where the Rabbanish gives over the keys of Teva to Chachamim, to the Chachamim. So it's not the Pshat that Mara Ukva's Chusim were so great like Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu had only with Chusim to compel the Rabbani Shalom to override the rules of Teva. And so Mara Ukva also had that. Avram Ukva was not Avram Avinu. The answer is, for Avram Avinu to survive the Kivshneish, he had to have such Chusim to compel the Rabbani Shalom to override Teva. But by Marukva, it was at a Tkufa, where if you were a Chacham, Michach, Mitarish, Balpeh, you owned the keys of Teva. You, you were driving the car. You were driving the car. This was not overriding any system. The system was Mamish given to you. Ironically, Davka at a time where the blinds were on and there was no obvious Nivu anymore. Davka at this time of Tarsh Balpeh, that's when this, the, 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 the control of Teva was given over to the Chachamim. The lesson is going to explain a little bit more. This is what, these are the words. Again, Davka at that moment, um, to give over the power and the keys, the sidre bracious, and the secrets of the universe, at that time of the second base of It was davka to them that was given this treasure, along with giving the chachamim and the time of the second base of Migdash, the responsibility and the shlichas of developing tarsh With that comes the keys to nature itself. That's what the last is revealing to us. Lishloi b'chomaisa brachis v'zochuza ad seif hazman shakol miyasti tarsh balpeh, and that was the window tarsh balpeh tanoim and amaroim. That's the window when it's given to them to develop tarsh balpeh, and that's the time where, along with the responsibility 
and the power to develop Tarash Balpeh, they're also ironically given the keys to nature itself. So we're at a time where there's no Nevoah anymore, and that's what's allowing, that's what's setting the stage for the development of Tarash Balpeh, because there's no Nevi'im. But Davka, with the development of Tarash Balpeh, comes a side benefit, seemingly, of being in control of nature. That's what Leshem writes. So he says, uh, and this was given to them, and they had the right to use it at will much more than the earlier generations. So the Lashem brings from the Pirkei Echolos, from Rabbi Shmuel, the early Kabbalah Svarim. It says in Pirkei Echolos, Perichov Zayin, the following sentence, Om Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel said, Om Rabbi Akiva, Meshom Rabbi Lazar Gadol. So it says Rabbi Shmuel, I heard this from Rabbi Akiva, who said this in the name of Rabbi Lazar Gadol, the following sentence, that the Jewish people by the second base of Migdash made this, made this commitment that we are not going to put a stone on a stone. We're not going to build anything in the second base of Migdash. Until they compelled Kaviachal, the king of the universe, the Rabbanu Shalom, and all of his servants, the Nizkak Laham, and the Rabbanu Shalom listened to their command and their request, which was, the Gilem Saydashal Tyre, to give over, to reveal to them the secrets of Tyre. Heich Yasu, how to build it, Heich Yishtam Shubai, and how to use it. So this was the decision of Klai Yisrael by the second base of Migdash, that if you want a second, you want a second base of Migdash, then that means that you have to give us the keys to Maise Breshis. You have to give us the Klaich of the secrets of Torah, which are the keys of Maise Breshis, and we have to be able to have the right to use it and to, and to be in control of it. Miyad, and said Rabbi Akiva, Haifia Ruch HaKadosh, so the Ruch HaKadosh came and gave them what they asked for. Oid Shan, the Lashem quotes Vaiter, it says over there in Pirkei Echalas, on Rabbi Shmol, Kacham Rabbi Akiva, Shem Rabbi Lezhar Gadol, again the same, the same chain of Messiah. The Yom Shinit Natar Yisrael, from the day of the Har Sinai, Ad Shinit Nabayas Ahren, until that moment of the second base on Migdash, Tyre didn't know, we had Tyre for sure, Aval Hadara, Yikara, Kfaida, Kedulasa, Tifarta, Eimasa, Pachdasa, Yurasa, the, the, the great depth of Tyre and everything that, that comes, the, the, the just all these, all these descriptive terms, yeah? The, the, the beauty, only came by the second base of Migdash. So this is the irony, that somehow at the same time, there's, there's dual hanhagas going on. On the one hand, what seems is that the second base of Migdash, Tarsh Peh, is a time period of chayshach, of darkness, of hesterponim. But at the same time, there's no nevu, right? But ironically, at the same very moment, there's unbelievable revelations taking place, that would have been celebrated and established as Yom Taivim by the early generations are now uh, everyday occurrences by the, by the, by the Chacham of Tarsh Balpeh. Yeah, but this Indian of being given over Sisri Torah, that it's like uh, you're in charge of it, that the Pirkei says only second base in Megash. That's what he says. Is it the parents that the parents coming from the not from a oh, so that's where we're going to head to, exit where we're coming. Like, very good. But I'm not, not, it's not, uh, not, not calling this randomly, I'm saying. How does it depend so. on regarding the Urban term in the second base of the Chayr, they should have for sure had it. Because Based on what we said before. Yeah. It was still a level of Giloy. So this is even deeper. Okay. okay. 
We'll get, we'll get, remind me after, okay? So he says like this. I have, you know, people that are listening might not know what you're talking about. Right, so right. after this shit. So he says like this. Therefore, so now he sums it all up. So the Kedoshim of the earlier generations, so now. So we have Nisim and Aflois that come from the earlier generations, like, again, like Avram, Hanami, Shalazari, and so on. That was because of their unbelievable stature of Kedusha and holiness. And they were so worthy that the Rabbanu Shalom said, you know what, for you, I'll break the rules. That's a that's a big deal. Gambe's taikif shlitasa davka at a time of where the 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 rules of teva were manish very very stark and should be broken for those individual people. That tells you something about those individual people. He nehayas beemes kolaisim hanisim loisis umaisim gedolim. Taka those miracles were unbelievable experiences. At shechar duvarod was a kol yeshu seva where the whole universe is shaking from. So for for Avram Avinu such a thing could happen. That tells you an amazing thing about Avram Avinu. Because it wasn't the time yet for Teva to be given over to the jurisdiction of individual people to be, to be used at will. So it's still in the jurisdiction, it still has its own jurisdiction, so to speak. And, so for, and, and despite its own jurisdiction for it to be overridden in the schus of individual people, that's a big deal. We had many miracles in the second base of Migdash, similar to what happened in the early generations, but not in a very, very easy way. And it's not a big deal. It doesn't become, you know, uh, front news, uh, the, you know, the, the news of the whole world. And the truth is, they weren't even as necessary as the earlier Nisan. In Tanakh, any Nisan that happens, it's like, without that Nisan, like, uh, and, you know, game over. We needed it desperately. But over here, by the second base of Gemaras and Agatas, What's not? It's not necessary. Like, and they still did Nisan, like, nothing. More than that, they sometimes we find, like, like example, he put himself in danger, confident that an ace is going to happen. Actually, it wasn't even an ace by them. It was mamish nothing. Omnum. So now he puts in mashimetzinu bekam akoymes shagamim hoyinus harim b'zeh malachnes asatzmam. I feel b'savus akanes. The lesson does point out sometimes you will find in Tana in Chazal that the Chachamim were wary of putting themselves in danger. You'll find, says Elishem, that all those places that they were hesitant of, of making open miracles, that was because other people were around. And so they were afraid. They didn't want to you know, give off the wrong impression that anyone can do this. But if they were in their private uh, area just by them, then, then, then says Elishem, they would have no hesitation at all, putting themselves in danger, knowing confidently that an ace was going to happen, as Michal wasn't an ace. Because the keys of Teva were given over to him. That's why in Avram Avinu's time, he did it for the, for the Rabbim, for the whole world. It was, the, the by Avram Avinu. The world was not in the high Madriga. Now, there's a Muna, the ah, whole world ah, is ah, different. Ah. So you don't have to make a nace for the whole Rabbim. We're actually, we're actually more developed than we did. Exactly. So, so now at the very end, the Leshem sort of explains a little bit of why the Rabbanishim would have this dual Anaga. And... After we see this, we'll then go back and, and, and explain it based on what we were saying until now, B'derecha Chassidus. So he says, the Lashem says like this, Kol Zehu, you know, Be'emes Mekirshi Derechman, obviously this is Mamish, Secrets of the Universe, Umehan Agasa Hanolama, and how the Rabbani Shalom runs the world in a mysterious, counterintuitive way. L'zgalu l'pa'amim ba'ayrai, v'tuvay v'en ha'aratikon, da'atikon dal'asid. Where the Rabbani Shalom somehow, sometimes, davkin, in the height of darkness, gives a little bit of a window 
into that future light that's going to be with the coming of Mashiach, at a time where the darkness is very the most intense. Like the Pasuk says in here, that the Rabbanu reveals depths within the darkness, and light is able to escape that uh, shadow of death. In other words, I, we don't have enough, there's not enough space on the page to go on, but the Lashem basically explains that on a very simple level, this is in order to be mechazik, to give chizik to Yid. In other words, you're right, the second base of Megish Bemis is a time of chayshech, is a time of darkness, time of Hester Panim. But if, if it would just be that chayshech without any break, without any revelation of light, without any flashlight in the middle of it, it would be too overwhelmingly dark, so it couldn't survive. So the Rebbe has to have this strange dynamic where it's a time of Chayshach, it's the height of Golas, but at the same time, there is a flash in that darkness of some future light of Mashiach, which at least gives the Jewish people an ability to survive and to make it to the end. So we have a situation of Golas, which is dark, with a second base of English, which is Teresh Peh, which is dark. And ironically, Davke in there, along with the, with the, with Teresh Balpeh, comes the, the, the control of Teva, because without that, we Mamish couldn't handle the, the intense darkness that, you know, comes after the destruction of the first base on Megdash. That's what the Lashem says. Now, based on what we've learned until now, we could take it to another level. That it's not, so in other words, until now, it's like, okay, Tak it's Chayshech, Teresh is Chayshech. And just in order to give us the ability to survive, the Rabbanishim has to give us some taste of, uh, of light. And the taste of light the Rabbanu Shem chose is this Nakuda, of all things. The Rabbanu Shem could have had many different ways of giving us chizik. The Rabbanu Shem chose this is the way, that he's going to give the, the rules of nature into the Chachamim's hands. And that's the way we're going to have a little bit of light in the context of darkness. But according to what we were learning before, it further. This is not the pshat light within the darkness. This isn't Be'etzim, it's dark, it's Hester Panim. No, it's too much to handle. So Rabbanu Shem has to give us uh, something. And the something he decided to do was this nakuda that chacham control control nature. No, 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 no. This is what it means. Tarsh Peh. The light of Tarsh Peh is a light that's all encompassing. It's a light that reveals that the kalim of this world is made of our. The dark, the the fact that there's no nevuah anymore is not because there's hester panim. The fact that there's no nevuah is because what is nevuah predicated on? Nevuah is predicated on two things: on, on, on an assumption, which is there is you, there's your human intellect, there's who you are, there's the kalim of you, and then there's the or of elikus. And when the Arvel penetrates your world, whoa, that's a, that's a Navi. The light, Tarsh Balpeh is a revelation that your Seichel is made of Ar. That your Seichel is the Seichel of key. There's no conflict anymore. It would be, it would be degrading. It would be, it would be a, a, a Chil Hashem almost for there to be Navua in the world of Tarsh Balpeh. Because that would be indicating that the jurisdiction of Elokus is somehow separate than the jurisdiction of this world. The Chiddush of Tarsh Balpeh is that everything is cool, everything is made of light. So because everything is light, so you don't notice the light. But it, and, there, and, and, and an expression of that is that the same Chachamim that are what? That are the Miastim, that are the founders of Tarsh Balpeh, the builders of Tarsh Balpeh, are the ones that control nature. Just like Yeshua Benon stood up and said, Shemesh Begivayn Daim, because that was a, 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 even though that was still the Tukuf of pre-Tarsh Balpeh, pre-Second Beis Amigdash, but relative to Meish Rabbeinu, Yeshua Benon at least begins that world of Tarsh Peh, it's not fully, it doesn't fully uh, express itself until the second base of Migdash. But Yeshua Benon, at least, is relative to Moshe, is the beginning of that. And so, just like by Yeshua Benon, his ability to control nature was because nature itself is made of light. It's not, you're not overriding. You know, again, this is the Nakuda. By the first base of Migdash, when Anisim took place, there was something overriding Teva. By the second base of Migdash, it's not overriding Teva. Teva is made of Ruchnias. It's all made of Ar. 
that's that's part of the revelation of Tarsh Baal Peh is the fact that nature itself is nothing but iris. And the Chachamim are therefore therefore changing Teva is nothing. That's part of the revelation of Tarsh Baal Peh. It's not a secondary gift that was given to us in order for us to survive the Chayshech. That's that's part and parcel of the Gila of Tarsh Baal Peh. Let's go back. This is why. So why is it that Yeshua Benon, the Kibush of Yeshua Benon, the first base of Migdash, only sanctified Eretz Yisrael while we're settling there. But once we're conquered, then the Kedusha goes away. With Ezra Seifer, with the second base of Migdash, it's the Kedusha Lava. You know why? Because by the first base of Migdash, it's at a time of Tarsh B'chsav. Tarsh B'chsav means what? There is, a, there is a conquest taking place. There's this world. There's the Kalim of this world, which are just Gashmi, just human, and just earthly. And the light of the Rebbe Shalom is overwhelming us. That's, that's reflective of the Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael is a physical place, and there's Kedusha in the land, and that's coming from what? From a kibush, from conquering the land, from overwhelming the land. Okay, so once you're overwhelming it, it means that there's still two separate things. There's still Iris and there's still Kalem. Once they're two separate ingredients, it's only a matter of time till they, till they pull themselves apart because they're not the same thing. Things that are made of different parts ultimately break apart. The second base of English, which is the beginning of Tarsh Baal Peh, what's the Kedusha of the second base of English? That there are no two separate parts. The earth itself, the Chumis of the earth, is itself Kedusha, is itself Ruchnis, is itself Iris. There's no conflict anymore. The Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael from the second base of English is just living in the land as if we were always there. There's no conflict. It's not coming from a place of Kibush. And because of that, it never can become undone because it's not two separate parts fighting with each other, competing with each other, one trying to overcome the other. It, it, all there is is Iris. All there is is Kedusha. That's a revelation of Tarsh Baal Peh. So let's go back. So again... The, the, uh, again, so what comes clear is that uh, certainly in, in a much zoomed out historical perspective, the time of Tarash Baal Peh with this revelation that the Kalim themselves are made of R is certainly second base of Migdash and on. And the first base of Migdash from Moshe to the end of the first base of Migdash, that's Tarash Baal But what we're zooming in to specifically relating Moshe with Yeshua, Yeshua is the beginnings of Tarsh Baal Peh, although it's still part of the general time period of Tarsh Baal but isolating Yeshua relative to Moshe, that's Tarsh Baal Peh. So this particular Mohama, where, where Yeshua Benun is saying, Shemesh Begivayn Daim, and taking the bar of Moshe, and turning them into Avanim of this world, so that is a, a Ha'ara, that's an awakening of that world that's called Tarsh Baal Peh, which will fully become its own by the times of the second base of English. So right now we have uh, an awakening, a ha'ara, that kufa, that's called Tarsh Baal Peh, which is rooted in Yeshubin uncertainly, but only comes to full fruition by the times of, uh, of Ezra Cipher. This is already, now we'll ju- I'll just mention just a mamish in passing very quickly, a little Ishbetzer de Gavart, which means it's an ironic thing. What if Kalei Yisrael had the schusim by Ezra Cipher to have all the miracles of Yeshubin Nun? Would that have been a mile now? No. Not so passionate. Okay, so that's the way things go. Sometimes, Ad Yavraham Chashem, Ad Yavraham Zukanisa. No. When Mashiach comes, it's going to turn out everything that we think of as Bidiyavir, it's Lachatchila Shablachatchila. Okay. At the Shas Maisi, you have to have Bechir and you have to do the right thing. But looking back, the Banisham Firtazel. That's what's going on. That's. Um, that's the uh, that's the Indian that's going on over here. By the way, this, this could explain to us also another interesting phenomenon, which is. That again, the Lashon is making this observation during the times of the first base of Migdash, Nisim, very rare, but when they happen, like unbelievable, you know, crazy. Second base of Migdash, during the times of Tanaim and Arayim, commonplace, no big deal. 
And then after the end of Tanayim and Amaroyim, that the seal of that time of Tarsh Balpeh, so then we go back to, to nature. We don't find many Moisim from the Rambam and Rashi and the Rasaji Gain and Rav Gain, you know, we don't have such things. Until you get to the time of the Baal Shem Tev. And then all of a sudden, that hundred years or so, it's like, <laughs> like, like, like Nisim that you haven't had since the time of, uh, of Rishim Bayer Chai. That re also, the real, the, less, no, the reason was more Giluyim. Is more Giluyim. But it's, it, 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 I, I, yes, there's, there's going to be Nisim with that Rizal, right. but it, it was more predominantly Giluyim. But well, Shemtiv is the Nisim. It's like the Teva is a, is a joke. So all of a sudden, it means that the greater than, than Rashi. No, it's not Shad. The Shad is, is this, is this Nakuda. This, this, this light of Tarash Balpeh, this revelation of Tarash Balpeh that the Kalim are made of R, Be'emes, it's Allah de Kagiloy. Be'emes, that truth. That the kalim are made of R is going to be fully revealed. It it, it made its first appearance by Yeshua Benun with this war, and then it makes its very strong appearance by the times of the second base Amigdash to firmly develop Tarsh Balpeh. But the real time that that revelation is really the time for it is by the times of Mashiach, where it says in pasuk Umala Haaretz Deyes Havaya The earth itself will be saturated with God's knowledge, not people on earth, but the earth itself. Therefore, the, the really the second base Hamigdash was really Bamas a Ha'ara of La Salava. And there's and the and, and and again you have to subscribe to this, but if you then the ending the, the of the of the Tar right? And that Kuf of Tar Shem was also a Ha'ara of La Salava, Shivutz Minasekhut as we know, right? And so the whole Indian of Tar Shem, the more it's drawing from the Ha'ara of La Salava, the more Nisim or Mamish uh, commonplace like it's no big deal. It's because it's all coming from this side. The excited over is, is that God, the ultimate gili is that Gashmis itself is Ruchnis. It's not two separate territories that are fighting with each other that one has to overwhelm. It's all the same thing. And that, when that revelation reveals itself, so that's the world of Tarsh Balpeh, and that's the world of Nisim Mamish being, being Beteva, which is what you had a little bit of glimpse of by Yeshua, a stronger establishing of it by the second base of Migdash. And a, and a revelation of that by the Baal Shem, and it will come to fruition, Mr. Shem.